Hello, you found Rebirth, a podcast about women saving lives by living their own. I'm the creator, Kate Brenton, and I've been fascinated with people's stories since I was very little, both as a writer and a practitioner. Hearing others' stories offer us a perspective on our own. We are unique, and we are not alone. Today, we have a magic in the mundane episode. That's where I tune in with you and talk a little bit about something that's been on my mind. And today's topic is that you're not crazy. There's been a whole bunch of people starting to see things different. You're probably one of them. And I just wanted to talk to you a minute about that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a quick one, um, but a necessary one. As always, if you enjoy Rebirth, help support our stories by liking and subscribing. We want to double our listenership. Can you help us? Wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, share it with a friend or hop onto the Anchor homepage, easily found at katebrenton.com and become a Rebirth support supporter. And if you're looking, my friend, to step out of line and into the spiral of life, moving out of the expected and into your true brilliance, Let's talk. Reach out at katebretton.com. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this week's episode. Hey you, thanks for tuning in to Rebirth. I am excited about this episode. One, because I think the topic about being fearful or being focused, two sides of one coin, is pertinent and When something comes into my brain, okay, so here's a little peek. When something comes into my brain, it's like it just sits there and I like turn it over and over. And I thought, okay, how can I, this feels true, not necessarily, well, not only the topic content, but that this is something that should go out in a podcast. And this is something that it could be helpful um, during this amazing time of expanding human consciousness. And the great thing about (laughs) The the great thing about living in polarity is that as that consciousness expands, we get to see higher peaks and the reciprocal valleys. And so we kind of jump ourselves into a different way of existing. And that, and by the way, that jump happens from consistent choice and um, repatterning of yourself. No one can do that for you. To my understanding, I might be wrong. If I am wrong, please leave me a message. I'd love to talk to you about it. But okay, so I'm listening to, you know, a lot of people talk. When I say listening, I mean a couple people on social media. Um, it seems here, okay, again, backtracking. It seems like conversation comes in waves in my life where it's almost like I this thread of familiarity or a common perspective whether that is a shared perspective or varied perspectives on a similar topic, come in in waves. And, you know, a lot of people are feeling anxious these days. And a lot of people, um, no matter what, how they chose to bring um, less anxiousness in their lives, I am of the opinion that a lot of us um, don't have a a large grounding of knowledge about human immunity, and that can be really scary, forgetting that there are powerful choices that you can make on a daily basis to improve your quality of life, and, you know, also perhaps forgetting that um, fear erodes um, human immunity because it's a stress response. And no matter where you are, I'm not, you know, coyly saying wherever you sit, because wherever you sit, I mean, it's your reality, you sit wherever you want. But whatever 
train of thought you're on, the fear, if you're trying to stay out of fear, the, the thing that you fear will, um, let's put it this way. Some of us feel like we need to listen to others' instructions to stay out of fear. And some of us may feel that it's important to have a personal aha internally before listening to others' instructions. I think that's, is that a good way to say this right now? I'm not sure. I think I think if you're this point in the podcast, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. And I was thinking about like, well, what is the opposite of fear? You know, like, let's take it out of body immunity and let's take it to um, doing something that you love. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be your livelihood. But if there's something that we love to do, what stops us? Fear. Fear. And if you've ever listened to any of the big names about, you know, in our culture right now, like, let's say it's like Tony Robbins or Elizabeth Gilbert, or um, I'm thinking of Travis Smiley, like these people who tell you like, oh, if you're afraid, do it anyway. Okay, do it anyway. Okay, so, so being afraid is not the indicator of you doing or not doing the thing, right? So fear is present on both sides of like doing it. And I was thinking like, well, what is the difference then? And I think it's focus. If your focus is doing the thing that you love to do, then when the fear comes, you don't focus on the fear, you maintain your focus. You maintain your focus. You maintain your focus on sharing your poetry. You maintain your focus on going out on a date. You maintain your focus on um, eating healthy. Because I've learned that for some people, that's like a really intimidating thing because they're like, I don't know where to start. And I I was never taught these foods. And, you know, I don't really have a connection. Or some people are fearful of being barefoot on grass. You know, they haven't, don't have a relationship with nature. So, the, the, there can be an inspiration that rises and you the fear is going to come with it and you can let the fear take you away or you can stay in your focus, in your intention and remain focused on the on the horizon you're headed towards. And so when fear swats at you, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, and you might have to stop and you might get derailed, but you maintain your focus. And I think that, oh, I just think it's all right there because, you know, you, you've heard, I'm sure you've heard about, you know, where your attention goes, your focus grows or energy flows where your attention goes or follow your breath. That's where you're, I mean, there's a lot of things that tell you that where you put the pinpoint of your reality, whatever you focus on is what you're surrounded by. And you've seen this when like, you know, the first time you hear of somebody, then you like you, you, you find them everywhere. You hear a song and you hear it everywhere. And it's almost like the fabric of reality is like, oh, you, you wanted to add this into your reality. And if you're like, okay, Kate, I have something going on that I really don't like. There's the other on unfortunate truth that there could be things in our subconscious um, that arise and they get a chance to say, do you still want to pick me? Or there could be things that, you know, just happen. They just happen. There are unfair things. There are unkind things that, that happen. Yet we still have the power of our response. And, you know, I know there's some really unfortunate things that happen. Yeah. 
So let's get back to the idea. Let's let, 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 let's come back to an example that we can um, kind of sit with. So there's this book called What Do You Do With an Idea written by Kobe Yamanda. And it's quote, it's, I don't know, is it a children's book or is it a book that is available for children that um, is really applicable for adults? And it's like, you know, what do you do with, with an idea? And he says, one, one day I had an idea and he goes, where did it come from and why is it here? I wondered, what do you do with an idea? At first, I didn't think much of it. It, it kind of seemed strange and fragile. And I didn't know what to do with it. So I just walked away from it and I acted like it didn't belong to me, but it followed me. But it followed me. So that's our first indication that there is something that is breaking for, forth as a focus that that wants to separate from the fear, that wants to bring you into an expansion of knowing. Now, Tara Moore, love her, M-O-H-R, has a book called Healing, um, sorry, I was looking at another book. It's uh, Playing Big. Tara Moore's book is Playing Big. And it, I find her um, writing and her style of sharing information very um, accessible, clean. I don't feel like it's, I think some things that I like, but um, from other people might cut out and I feel like they're kind of sticky like like I like it but I'm it's like a little too much for me or I don't really want to follow down the whole path and I, I really feel like the way Tara teaches and presents and writes is just a very clean grounded and expansive way so playing big is practical wisdom um, for women who want to speak up create and lead but this is accessible to everybody so to give credit where credit's due because as I have mentioned I was an English teacher and a bookworm, so we always cite our sources. So in her book, she references a book called Be Still and Get Going by um, Rabbi Alan Lev. And Rabbi, oh, I'm so sorry, Alan Liu, I apologize, L-E-W, um, Rabbi Liu explained that the Hebrew Bible uses two different words for fear. So you have this idea. You might have this perspective shift. There might be something you think you want to do. And what happens next? The, oh my God, right? The fear comes. And he says, the first word for fear is pachat. Pachat, Rabbi Lou explains, is the fear of projected or imagined things. The fear of the phantom. The fear whose object is imagined. Pachad is the overactive, irrational fear that stems from worries about what could happen happen about the worst case scenario we can imagine it's the plane is about to crash you'll say something stupid that this time that you have no talent at your job or you know all all of that um minimalizing fear okay now hold on hold on this is where it gets really good oh this is a helpful sentence for you it's the fear pachat is pachat i'm so sorry if i'm not saying this correctly please feel free to correct me um it's the fear that often speaks through the voice of the inner critic. Thousands of years before neuroscientists discovered the overactive nature of our fear instinct, it shows up with, with its own unique term in the Old Testament, is what Moore tells us. Now, Rabbi Lou goes on to explain that in the Hebrew Bible, there's a second word for the use of fear, and it's yurah. And yurah has three different meanings. Okay, so you have this idea. You look around you, you feel like you're thinking a little bit different than everyone and you want to make the jump. You 
have this thing and it's following you and you don't really know what. And the book says, um, Yamada's book says, I worried what other people would think. What would people say about this idea? I kept it to myself. I hid it away and didn't talk about it. I tried to act like everything was the same as it was before the idea showed up, but there was something magical about my idea. I had to admit I felt better and happier when it was around. Okay, so the fear shows up, but the idea doesn't go away, okay? Rabbi Lou explains that in the Hebrew Bible, there's a second word used for fear, yurah, and yurah has three different meanings. The first It is the feeling that overcomes us when we inhabit a larger space than we are used to. Number two, it is the feeling we experience when we suddenly come into possession of considerably more energy than we had before. Let me read that for you again. It is the feeling we experience when we suddenly come into possession of considerably more energy than we had before. And the third meaning of Yura, it is what we feel in the presence of the divine. So the fear is going to come. Let's differentiate the fear. Is the fear, you know, of course, if it's like danger fear, that's a different feeling, right? But is the danger fear coming? Is it Peshat? Or is the fear that's coming, yura? Is it the fear that comes with if you have been exposed to other, like I think of yogic concepts, but that's just because that is the path that I've walked. It's not the only place this comes from, but the overused terminology of like, oh, that's coming from the, the ego. You know, the ego, the way you identify, the way you feel safe, not safe as in roof over my head, physical safety, but the way you feel safe in, hey, listen, I have this tribe of people and no, I don't really think like them anymore, but they are my friends and I really don't want them talking about me. But I feel this idea is following me and this way of being different feels magical. Then you're getting knocked on the door by your you have the possibility of being in the expanse of considerable more energy or in the presence of the divine. So in the little boy in what do you do with an idea says, the idea wanted food. It wanted to play. Actually, it wanted a lot of attention. It grew bigger and we became friends and I showed it to other people, even though I was afraid of what they was they would say. I was afraid that if people saw it, they would laugh at it. I was afraid they would think it was silly. And many of them did. They said it was no good. They said it was too weird. They said it was a waste of time and that it would never be anything. And at first I believed them. I actually thought about giving up on my idea and I almost listened to them. But then I realized, what do they really know? This is my idea, I thought. No one knows it like I do. And it's okay if it's different and weird and maybe a little crazy. And so I decided to protect it, to care for it. I fed it good food, I worked with it, I played with it, but most of all, I gave it my attention. So are we gonna put our attention on the fear? Or are we gonna focus on the invitation that is ours and ours alone? That's my invitation for you this week. 
next week we'll talk more about this and how comparison, how that little boy turned away from those that laughed, how stealing ourselves against comparison is the next step to safeguarding that idea and bringing in the the sanctity of a container for you to grow into more of who you're already destined to be. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Rebirth. Oh, I wanted to ask you, did you sign up for our newsletter? If not, hop on over to capebreton.com. We send bi-monthly newsletter to keep you smiling and we offer goodies to the community. See you back here next week for a new episode of Rebirth.